Welcome to Lost Levels Club. Welcome to Lost Levels Club. I have with me today, Sir Michael. Hello. And myself, Timothy. Hello. We're a book club for games. And today we are. I really thought we weren't anymore. I really thought we weren't. We almost weren't. And I was like, we should probably do a book club episode. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we had that on. on um, I thought, I really wish we were a video podcast. So she could capture the the cheeky side eye. Yeah. If that's such a thing. Well, today we are going to talk about immortality. It's a bit of a fairy tale. So Arthur Fisher, the great director, was casting for his new movie, Ambrosio. Mm -hmm. He saw 20,000 girls, and long story short, he picked you. Yes. What is your name? Marissa Marcel. So, what is immortality? Oh, it's the latest came from Sambalo, who first gave us her story. Which we also played. Released August 30th in 2022 on Windows and Xbox. And more recently came to mobile via Netflix. November 16th, 2022. So just a few months later. And that's what triggered me to play it. So I actually played this when it first came out. Because it was available day one on Game Pass. And... As a result, most of my recollections are from like six months ago. Though I, I did play a little bit more this week just to just to refresh. As we go along, can you tell us, it'll be good to hear what your understanding was when you finished it versus round two. Okay, I'll, I'll try. I, I think it isn't that different, okay, but so you, there were lots of details I didn't pick up the first time round. So you got a complete understanding first time round. Well, I had an opinion of what was going on okay. first time round. So obviously I played it on iOS. Because you're insane. Yeah, I'll never learn. I'll never learn that a touchscreen is a bad uh, way to play games. I, I cannot imagine playing this on a phone. But then again, I guess it means you could play it on your commute, which is definitely very convenient. I wonder whether it's one of those into the breach moments where I've not fully understood how the UI works. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I've actually not played it on the phone at all, so I have no idea okay. how that's going to work. Yeah, I mean, obviously I was playing on PC. I used a controller for my first playthrough, which was useful because certain things are highlighted by vibrations. Ah, uh, okay. But, but for this most recent refresher, I just used the mouse. And actually, that was fine too. Do you control a cursor when you play the PC for, uh, with a controller? Or do you control a, you know... No, it's you... a cursor. It's a cursor. It's not jumping to highlightable things. Oh, okay. 
but but the cursor does highlight things well i don't know the cursor the symbol on the cursor will have a little eye in it when it's something interactable so i think i lose that with the phone so i'm not dragging a cursor around yeah i can imagine and i don't feel like i have to precision when scrubbing through a clip which i now i know i do need that precision well i i don't know actually i mean i think I feel like the scrubbing actually works pretty well, but yeah, I mostly was using like keyboard or control stick to control the scrubbing speed. And I wonder, I think you can actually click and drag with the mouse, which is probably equivalent to what you do on mobile, I guess. And I suppose that probably gives you finer control in a way, but... On the mobile, it's a dial, actually. Oh, it's a dial? Yeah. I can imagine that being pretty good, to be honest. It's just not like a joystick. I imagine on the controller, you're using a joystick and you're you're rotating it at a the pace you want, right? I think you just tilt it left or right. Oh, oh, because that's also analog, isn't it? Yeah, but like a real like movie editing stuff, people do use a dial. Yeah. So I can imagine the dial being pretty good. It should be pretty good. I just like to feel things under my thumbs. Yeah, there's like the, the lack of tactility. Is that is that the right word? Tactile feedback. It is now. Yeah. I can, I can imagine it being... I don't know. I, I think this is a general issue with mobile gaming as a whole, you know. And, we, and with cars. I think I need tactile buttons in cars. Yeah, it's everything goes to touchscreens. So I don't know where the button is. I can't feel my way around it. I know, I know, right? It's ridiculous. It's like Star Trek, actually. It's so funny, like, when you look at Star Trek. Like, Star Trek, the next generation kind of era in particular, and they've all just basically got giant iPads to control this ship. And it's just like, is this really going to work? You know, like, you're steering a starship with an iPad. Like, that would just get annoying. All right, anyway. As to what the game is... So, like, the in-universe explanation for the game... It's an archive of footage from the career of the actress Marissa Marcel, who filmed three movies, none of which were ever released. And it posits, you know, what happened to Marissa Marcel. And and you can find it out by going through this archive. But, you know, in reality, like her story, it's... A video archive with really f***ed up UX. Why do you say that? Why do I say that? Because that's literally what it is. You know, like, can you imagine if you're on your phone and you wanted to, like, look, browse you through your photos? And instead of, instead of being able to browse through your photos, right, you had to, like, type in a textual description of your photos and it only showed you the first four that match How? that description. You've that's, just... that's her story. Wait, wait, you've just put in, you've got, that's an idea for an amazing game. You have to recreate <laughs> someone's life story of, you know, their photo album to, to <laughs> searching through their meta, the late, metadata. The, metadata. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, but that is effectively what her story is. Right. And, and immortality is, Similarly insane, because, you know, when you first fire up the game, 
it behaves as you'd expect where you've got the archive and you can see all the videos and you could watch them. But after you've watched one, it glitches out and they all just disappear. And you can only see like one video. And then to unlock more videos, you have to make a match cut. So you highlight something in the video and it will zoom in on that thing. And then it will find another video that has that same kind of thing in it and then zoom out. So, you know, if you find like a glass of wine and then you click on it, it will match cut, you know, it will zoom in on the glass of wine and then it will load up another video that has a glass of wine in and then zoom out from it and carry on the video from that point. So you cannot, well, after you've unlocked a video, then you can browse them, but you have to find new videos by doing these match cuts. And I don't know, there's like a strange strategy to it because there are some things that are in basically every video, like Marissa Marcel is in pretty much every video, for example. So you could just try continually match cutting on her face. But then there are some videos you'll never find that way because she's not in those videos. Or, I mean, I don't even really know the rules. I don't know whether it randomly selects a video or if each particular video is linked to just a few other videos and you end up going in, like, in a loop. I'm not, I'm not sure. Or in an order, at least. Yeah, I, I don't think it's like an ordered loop, but maybe it's like a small pool. I don't know. I just feel like... There's videos I haven't found, basically. There's videos I haven't found. And I have I was noodling around for quite a long time and I still never found them. So maybe there's something else I had to match cut on. Like there, there, there are probably some unspoken rules to it that I just haven't completely deciphered. Or, you know, because I never explain to you exactly how it works. Because the whole thing is just like strange haunted video archive vibes, you know? Right, yeah. And yeah, so... The three movies that Marissa Marcel was in, Ambrosio from 1968, Minsky from 1970, and then Two of Everything from 1999, so which is pretty much 30 years later. How much time did it take to roll the credits? And how long, and did you play any more after that? And how many achievements did you get? So... I think it took me about 11 hours to roll the credits. And then I played again this week. I played a little bit more. So the time is now at 13 and a half. And I've got about 50% of the achievements, I think. And one of the achievements I only got yesterday. <laughs> so. so for me... I actually didn't roll credits. I really underestimated this game. I played nine to ten hours. I really thought I've I've got it. I've got it. I know where I'm going. I'm gonna get I'm gonna hit credits. And I didn't get them, so I had to look them up. Oh wait, really? Yeah. But I was super yeah, You must be really close. I was super confident I was gonna get them. Oh. Yeah. And I don't think iOS Netflix games have achievements. They don't they don't link to Game Center. That's what I mean. Okay. Yeah, and I think there's no achievement browser in the game. So I guess there's just no achievements in iOS. Yeah. Which, you know, is actually a shame because at least one of the achievements, which is the one I got yesterday, like if that achievement hadn't popped up, I, I'm not sure how I would have interpreted that scene. Okay. 
Wow. Should we go straight to spoilers and you can tell me what that scene was? Okay, okay, okay. Let's 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 go on to the spoiler part. Spoilers for immortality. From here on out, there be spoilers. We're going to go into the plot and all the mental secret stuff. So what was the achievement? So what, what was the achievement? The achievement was what happened to John. Oh, you found John. I found John. So the, yeah, the achievement was basically titled like what happened to John. And it says like, he disappointed me. It's like the achievement text. So yeah, it's like, it's kind of implying that John is killed. John dies, you know. Actually, I mean, you kind of know that, but it highlights that this is the moment when it happened. Well, this is one of the... Crit- I don't know. This is a... Oh, this is a whole thing. We're, we're, I think we're going to have to discuss it when we get to that point. Yeah, let's go back to it. I just need to know the scene. We'll come back to it. Yeah, because there's a secret mechanic in this game. That's That's the thing, right? Like... There's this effed up UI and you're doing match cuts and you're looking at videos, but while you're watching a video, sometimes there'll be this ominous rumbling sound. And if you're on a controller, the controller will vibrate. And if you rewind, there's kind of like a strange cutting, swishing sound. And instead of just rewinding the clip, like a what a secret different clip will play and it's some crazy like alternate universe take on the situation that's revealing this whole other story with different characters i don't know how to say it i don't i don't know how else to say it uh, what, what happens on mobile is, is it just the sound you, the, your phone just, doesn't vibrate no i don't think it vibrates but now we keep talking about it so i wonder whether I've disabled vibrations in some setting in some way. Well, I, I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me if it didn't vibrate because maybe they can't control the vibration motor through the game. That finally, I, I don't know if Apple gives you an API for it. I think on Android you probably could, but I don't know if Apple gives you an API to really finally control it. You might be right because I don't think any other game I've played on iOS vibrates. Yeah, because you wouldn't want it vibrating like in a really coarse way. Like you, it needs to be quite a subtle thing. And then, yeah, how long did it take you to to discover that this was a thing? I think after a couple of hours. I don't know if that's long or short, though. How long did it take you? You know, I don't really know either. Like it, it plausibly might also have been a couple of hours. I, I think I found it relatively quickly. Like when I encountered a clip that had the mechanic in, but I don't know how long it took me to to run into one of those clips. Did you? But did you hear the sound and then look for something, or did you hear the sound, ignore it, and then accidentally found it? 
Do you know what I mean? For me, I accidentally found it. It wasn't a case of I heard the sound and I had to act. It was more, oh, what, what's going, what did I miss? Yeah, yeah, you're right. I probably heard the sound a few times and was just like, oh, that's ominous. But then at some point I heard the sound and I was like, oh, wait, I want to watch that section again. Yes. And yes, then I exactly. rewound and then it happened. Yes. I mean, I still remember the first clip where I found it, which was a scene from Ambrosio where there's a painting of like the Virgin Mary, but it's actually a painting of Marissa Marcel. And then they like pause and they hang up a painting of just the background and then Marissa standing in front of it in the same costume. And if you do the rewind, it's replaced, you know, she changes into the one who then makes some ominous comments about Mary and how, you know, Mary didn't wear blue and wasn't a virgin. And I was like, what? But it was already such a weird scene in the movie. I was just like, is this like an alternate take that they didn't use? You know, like I didn't know how to interpret it. And I, you know, I didn't know this mechanic existed in the game at all either. Like I hadn't seen any spoilers for Immortality when I played it. So I wasn't expecting any supernatural nonsense. I was, I thought it was going to be like her story. Yeah. There's 100% not what I expected from the game. Are we got, should we talk about what we expected? I think there's, we can do that now. Yeah, yeah, go for it. What, what did you think? I did not expect any supernatural elements to it. Although there were plenty of online online warnings where everyone writing about the game says, please read the warning, don't get triggered. I, I didn't read any of those. I went into it completely blind. Okay. Because I think the, the good thing is you don't read Kotaku. Kotaku will do anything just to get um, you to read it or the clickbaity headlines. I, I used to read Kotaku, so... I'm I'm relying on you to tell me what's going on these days. If I'm honest, if I knew there were super, if I knew there were going to be the supernatural element, I probably wouldn't have played it. Oh really? You start it really messes with your commute. I've had a long day. I just don't want to be messing, ugh, trying to understand what these stupid things are trying to tell me and trying to piece it all together. Yeah, I I thought it was going to be grounded in reality like there would be yeah. clues in the clips and you can piece together you know maybe marissa marcel was murdered or maybe she was a secret agent or maybe you know there, there could be any sort of you know things and you'd piece together the clues by watching all these clips and construct some secret narrative thread you know that's that's kind of what i was expecting not oh she was replaced by a soul vampire or something, <laughs> you know. It like makes sense. Skipping though. ahead of it, and then yeah. To, the other thing that I found crazy is that there's actually another mechanic as well that I didn't know about until this week. Because when we agreed that okay, we'll do a book club game and we'll talk about immortality, I thought okay, I better play it again to remind myself, and I'm also going to look up guides and spoiler things this time. Just you know, just to just to remind me. And looking at some of those, it was very evident that there were a bunch of clips that I had not seen. But some of them, you know, like I recognized them, but I I hadn't seen the clip properly because there were some where you hear the noise and you rewind and it doesn't kind of like flip into the alternate universe. It just shows you like this alternate 
view of the situation, but like overlaid onto the other clip as it's rewinding. And it's, and normally, just, and it's normally just the one in isolation or, right? Yeah, the yeah. Overlay. Yeah, so quite it feels often like it's just... You think them. Yeah, I mean, it? it's not always. Sometimes it is like... It's the same scene, but, you know, overlaid. But other times it's literally like a completely different scene, like against a black background of just the one. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I just thought that was just another kind of hidden clip, but they weren't like full clips. Agreed. But it turns out, no, they are just hidden in a slightly different way. Like there's a different like reality syncing speed to them. And you just have to rewind at a different speed. So the way I was doing it on PC, I like paused the video and then I held down the frame by frame rewind button. So it was rewinding much more slowly. And then that also just like clicked in to this alternate reality. And then there were a bunch of clips I could watch that I hadn't seen before. Like I knew they were there, but I hadn't been able to watch them properly. And that's how I got that achievement about what happened to John and a bunch of other stuff that filled in a few more gaps. And you didn't know about this either. No, I, I knew I needed to do something with those scenes. I didn't know I had to sync the, the speed. Yeah, it is not obvious to me at all, personally. I mean, the rumbling sound is slightly different. So maybe you're supposed to pick up on it like being slower yeah, or something. I don't know. And then how were you trying to piece together the story? So what was your strategy for navigating through the clips? I didn't have a strategy. I was, I'm just, I think overwhelmed and clueless were the two words I'd go with. Okay. I just click what took my fancy. I mean, I wonder if that's actually a good strategy, to be honest. I think it works in the short term, but in the long term, it doesn't work because you, you're going to keep repeating on yourself. Well, I mean, I tried to be systematic and I also just kept repeating myself. So like, this is why I wonder if the clips are kind of linked in, well, like loops or pools because it's not really ordered. Like I, because I also started out by clicking on whatever I fancied and then I tried to be systematic. Like I, I tried to like click on, you know, apples or click on fruit and then like click on microphones like i tried to like click on specific elements and then i was clicking on what's it called like the little clapperboard thing at the start of a scene isn't that what it is clapperboard yeah okay so that i like i would click on those because number one it's in most of the scenes and number two it's usually at the start of the scene so then i would get to watch the whole scene because that's the other thing sometimes sometimes you match cut into a scene and you're obviously just watching it from like the middle of the scene. And then you've missed something because you don't think to rewind and watch like the whole scene. And then eventually, yeah, just clicking on Marissa's face because I figured she was in all the clips. But there's still loads of clips, I think, that I haven't seen. Well, maybe not loads, but there's definitely clips I haven't seen. I did. did I don't know if you did this at any point. Did you consider just unlocking all the clips and not watch it? And just not watch them until the very end. If you know what I mean. Yeah, I, well, I think that's what I was doing with the clapperboards. I was just like clicking in and then clicking on the next one and then clicking on the next one. You know, I was just like trying to, but you know, the, the game also doesn't really show you if you've watched a clip before. So then you end up with just this big mess of clips and you're not sure which ones you should watch. 
did you get the achievements for unlocking all the clips? Per... No, I mean, I, I don't have one for unlocking all the clips. I'm not sure I've unlocked all the clips for any of the movies. Okay. I didn't enjoy this approach versus searching by words. This is, seems so imprecise. Yeah, you, you've got even less control than with the words, I think. Because with the words, at least you know... So in, in her story, I think it would tell you how many clips there were with those words or with that word, right? Oh, you sure it, you, it would show you oh, the first four, yes, but it, it would yes. tell you how many there were potentially. And also there was like a database viewer that would show you all of the clips. Uh, you, you couldn't view them from that interface, but it would show you all the clips that existed and which ones you had unlocked. So you could also tell if chronologically there were some that were missing. and neither of those things exists in this game. So like, I don't, I'm, I know I'm missing clips, but I don't know which movie they're from or where they are in the chronological order or the movie story order. And when you say you're matching by fruit or animals or microphones, I mean, that doesn't sound like a good mechanic where you're yeah. matching by props. Because I think some of the clips are literally just like a Mickey take because like there was a clip I found of literally a close-up of a guy peeling an orange and I, I only found that because I just was obsessively clicking on apples you know but like there's no one else in that scene it's just a close-up of a guy peeling an orange so like the only it turns out the only way to find that clip I think is to click on fruit and I just happened to do it by coincidence there is one payoff and that is when you click on the one or the other one the one that directs you to another clip with Marissa. Yes. That is a massive payoff. Yeah, that's true. That's a good hint. Because I think I did the same thing. When I, when I saw the one or the other one, yeah, I would, I would click on their face and they would take me to another character. And I was like, huh? Like, is it broken? But that's, that's your hint that, no, the one is Marissa. Yeah. Or the other one is Amy. Let's talk about the clips. Did you figure out what was going on in the films? How much of them did you see? Is this a new way to watch films? <laughs> this is like films for the TikTok generation. It's it's all it's like wow. all shorts format. Like none of the clips is not very long, so it doesn't it doesn't take up too much of your attention. I think you know it was actually kind of strangely engaging in a way when you just see a random clip and you're like, oh, where does this fit into the story? And actually, there is a, you can arrange the clips in chronological, like, filming order or in, like, scene order. So you can actually order them if you want. But I, I pretty much only left it in chronological order. So, yep. yeah, I did see enough to get the story of each of the three films. And I quite enjoyed it. I thought the films were quite good, you know? Like, I, I thought that they all felt like they were made in the era they claimed to be made, you know, like... Oh, 100%, yeah. Yeah, they, you know, they felt like like a late 60s, early 70s films, and then, yeah, turn of the century film, 20th to 21st century film, that is. So, yeah, I, I thought the films were quite good. I mean, I'm not a huge cinema buff though so i'm sure there's lots of stuff that was that was lost on me like one of the things a guide pointed out 
that I totally did not pick up on, but in hindsight, I was like, oh yeah, was that like the cinematography or like the general, the whole thing of two of everything is like really sloppy and kind of lame. Like the acting's kind of lackluster, the directing's kind of lackluster. Like there's loads of takes. Like they they're like, okay, two of everything. You know, scene sixty five, take eleven. You know, like they they're having to do loads and loads of retakes because like they're just doing a bad job. And then there's like an in in universe explanation for that too, right? Because the one is kind of falling apart. But yeah, I I enjoyed the films. They're not good films. <laughs> right? Go, go on. The, the, two, the first two are erotic thrillers. I mean, that's not a, pro, like, they're not going to win. They're not award-winning genres. That's not an award-winning I mean, It's genre. no Puss in Boots. No. Yeah. <laughs> and you already said the last one is a bit lackluster. It's all sloppy. Maybe, but then, you know, there are two, there are two, that, you know, you talk about meta acting and there's, they do capture the films of the era, maybe. I wasn't, I didn't watch many films from 1968 or 1970. Yeah, yeah, me, me neither. This is how I imagine films yeah. of that era. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, the meta acting. So uh, it's something I said to you offline, but if you think about it, the actors are acting as actors that are acting in a film. And I think they do a really convincing job of acting as actors that are acting, you know, like I. I felt like the quality of the clips was good, if not the quality of the plot of the movies. Yes. But I also think that's deliberate, right? Like, I think, again, I'm not a huge film buff. So some of this is stuff I've picked up by reading or watching other people's analyses of this game. But, you know, there's a mention that is it Arthur Fisher, like the guy, he's meant to be Alfred Hitchcock kind of, stand-in character right and then he's doing this risque movie with nudity because he's doing it because he feels like he needs to like refresh his career a bit because he's like kind of past it you know so that's why that's why that movie's like that and then Minsky Minsky it's it's to do with the one isn't it like the one is goading goading John to make a sexy film (laughs) Or the one is becoming more comfortable, more liberated. I don't really know. Because the one is really old, actually. Yeah. But yeah, maybe they are... Uh, maybe they're not great films. I don't know. I wouldn't say they're terrible. I don't think it matters, though. I don't think whether the films are good or bad directly. It's not... Um, it could be intentional. Do you, do you know what I mean? I don't think it's important... It doesn't affect yeah, the... Yeah, I, no, I think it is intentional. That's what I'm yeah. saying. I think it is intentional. I think they're intentionally... The, you know, the films were chosen intentionally. Like, the plots of those fictional films were chosen intentionally to support the crazy meta-narrative. And the yes. meta-acting by the meta-actors was really good, I thought. <laughs> exactly. So I, I want to distance those those two comments. Like, the films aren't things I would want to watch, but... It doesn't mean the game, you know, it, it serves the game. And then, yeah, bringing it back to, you know, WTF is going on. Yes. How old is Marissa Marcel, right? Because she doesn't look 30 years older between 
Minsky and two of everything. Because she's immortal. It's the name of the game. I thought that's my, why'd she know? Like, what, how did you interpret the name of the game? Yeah, right. Because like immortality, like Marissa, Marissa Marcel is immortal in the same way that, you know, like any Hollywood star is immortal. Like they've been immortalized in film, right? Like the version of their character, like their performance on screen, you know, doesn't, they don't age. And it's kind of like that, right? You could interpret it that way. But Marissa Marcel appears to be like literally immortal, or at least she didn't age. She didn't age between these two films. So that's like a, a smoking gun. I don't know. I see you. What is going on? What is. We, we keep mentioning it. We, we've mentioned several times the one and the other one, and we haven't at all said what they are actually what was your first secret scene that you unlocked they were walking to the the grand white house yeah andrew hessenberg's like penthouse yeah and then i rewound to look for a detail and then i got the scene i got an alternate alternate scene and that is the (laughs) that's the one with the one and the other yeah and one of them's holding an apple and the other one's holding a snake. You recall it much better than me. And I think they're talking about like the Garden of Eden. Yeah. Or they're saying like, oh, the snake was my idea. It's interesting because I watched that clip originally without context. And as you're telling, reminding me, I'm like, oh, yeah. Have you seen a lot of these scenes twice? So you're seeing them second, second time around with context. Yes. Yeah. So even as I play them back in my head now, they're still without the full context. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of scenes where I, you know, I thought I had made notes for this game and it turned out I hadn't, you know, which is quite annoying because there's a lot of scenes where I would love to have gone back and looked at the scene, but I, I could not for the life of me remember which scene it was hidden in because there's a bunch that are yeah, trying to, well, I think are explaining the backstory of Marissa or something, but I can't remember exactly what scene they're in. So like, I remember seeing them and like, I'm trying to recall what happened in it and then now fit it into the wider context that I've got. But I, I couldn't watch it again because I couldn't find it in the sea of pointless drivel. Wow. That was a bit too harsh. In the sea of <laughs> sexy <laughs> monk scenes or something. Whatever. <laughs> All right. So what are the one and the other one? You've gone with weird psychic parasites. Well, this is, you know, that's the thing. It's funny. This was my interpretation of it, right? I had this, this was the story that I pieced together when I played the game. And then, Again, just this week, you know, I tried to immerse myself in a bunch of explainer videos and walkthroughs and whatever. And one of them had like a completely alternate take on the story, which I thought was really interesting. But both of us have kind of interpreted it in what I'm going to call the realist interpretation or like the physical interpretation of the story, which is that the one and the other are real entities that are like 
psychic vampires. And they can kill and replace people and take their form. And they have lived for thousands of years. And there used to be more of them. But now there's only these two, the one and the other one. And they can be permanently destroyed by burning their physical form. But otherwise, they can drink your blood and then use that physical connection to drain some like vital essence from you and eventually replace you. And then they can just take your form. But they also exist outside of time. Like there's, there's one of the clips where the one mentions humans have mastered space, but they have mastered time. And like time is meaningless to them. Or it, it just, you know, they don't follow the same rules that humans do. And so like they never manifest in real time as their real selves. Like you never see the one in a normal clip. So in real, like normal time flow, they're manifesting as whoever they've killed and taken the appearance of, or they're taking the appearance of, because it, it can be more than one person as well. But when you rewind, you're kind of like seeing these little bubbles of time that exist outside of the normal, you know, flow. flow. And you can see them saying stuff that other people don't remember because it all happens like in an instant. You really thought about it. I guess I mean, this is me trying to this is me trying to apply some like logic and consistent set of rules to what is quite honestly a totally insane story. I mean, it, does this line up with what you were thinking? Yeah, it does. It, it lines up with what I was thinking. I mean, I wasn't so happy that the the one inhabited both John and Marissa's bodies. I needed. I, I like I like the cleanliness of a one to one alignment yeah i mean i think it is normally one-to-one but you can see in there is a clip in two or everything where they're doing a table read and you see john and marissa sat next to each other but if you rewind well for me this was an overlay one so i just thought it was an overlay to begin with but then obviously i learned how to actually view those properly and it made it even more clear because both John and Marissa disappear and the one is saying both of their lines. So it's, it's showing that the one is puppeting both John and Marissa. Once I made that connection that the one was the cause of Marissa's immortality in quotes, I actually didn't care for the plot or law beyond that. Uh, and you made this deduction quite early? Yeah, I did. Because there, there is no other explanation, really, is there? Could there, could there have been? Could there have been? So, well, this is the thing, right? This is the thing I didn't consider at all. And I actually find it funny that we both agree on this physical, realist interpretation of the story because we obviously disagreed on the interpretation of her story. And, and I think this is deliberate. I think, I mean, we haven't played telling lies which is like the intermediate game between these two but certainly in her story there's also two ways to interpret what's going on and 
there are there are kind of like facts that if you discard them then one or the other interpretation makes much more sense but there's inconveniently you know slight ambiguities to both so in this one obviously one of the one of the facts that pushes it towards the realist interpretation is that marissa marcel does not age and in fact neither does john but marissa is obviously the one you're focusing on more i mean john i mean john looks kind of crusty already so like exactly his aging would be less obvious right whereas marissa still is is she more obviously hasn't aged and yeah but i I think there is an alternative like figurative interpretation of the story where the one and the other the other one instead of being like psychic vampires like the one represents like the force or the desire to create and the other one represents self-doubt and you know imposter syndrome or just disgust at like sexy movies <laughs> and you know these these little rewind scenes we're seeing are kind of internal monologue or yeah again like figurative reinterpretations of the scenes and you know why doesn't marissa age well maybe it's not really marissa maybe it's her daughter perhaps that maybe you know she and john had a secret child or something because there's like an there's like um an allusion to it right where in two of everything they talk about oh the part was originally written for me which is amy saying that and it's like you know me me as a young woman and me as i am now so that could be like it's written for marissa marcel and then written for her secret daughter who's also called marissa you know like there is a figurative interpretation where you you don't invoke any supernatural nonsense okay it's harder to do that when you have the one and the other one floating around yeah but you know it's not real it's just like in your imagination it's just like they just represent the forces of creativity and self-doubt or something i mean i don't ascribe to this interpretation so i haven't thought about it as you know as deeply maybe if we were both artists we could um we'd support it more we're not creatives. Oh, that hurts. It's like a knife in my gut. It's true. But yeah, so like, you know, the realist interpretation, Marissa doesn't age because Marissa is dead, right? Marissa died as a 17 to 18 year old-ish young woman during World War II. And the one found her as she lay dying and drank her blood and took her form in her memories and then has just been puppeting her physical form ever since then and when she's you know when she's not interacting with normal space time then no time passes for her and so like what happened in that period between minsky and two of everything well, the one was puppeting John's body instead. Or the one was just asleep. Like there's long periods when they just kind of hibernate and don't exist. So could be that too. I thought they would age if they weren't being interfered with. I know that's how I, it works in my, in my mind. What do you mean not interfered with? So if the one is, has left Marissa alone, surely she'd age. 
Well, but Marissa doesn't exist anymore. So she, yeah. So that I, I agree with that. So the one has to be present in Marissa with Marissa. Yeah, like when when the one is not using just, Marissa's body, like Marissa's body just is is nowhere. Interesting view on it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. This is my interpretation, obviously. And yeah, what happened to John Jurek? So there's a scene, which I, I only saw this week, where the one is talking to John. And effectively, like, you know, if our view is the fifth wall then, then John's is the fourth, you know, like she's talking to him and explaining, you know, she's a psychic vampire out of time or something. Like she's She's clearly just told him. And he's like, he's like, you're not what I thought you were, you know. I, you know, I was making this film for you. And then she says to him, no, you were making it for yourself. And then she strangles him and then bites his neck and drinks his blood. And then there's another scene where he's just lying on the ground and his like neck's being torn out. And, you know, I didn't find the scene where she bites him for quite a long time because I was expecting his death and replacement to be near the end of Minsky. But it was actually in the middle. It's it's scene 33B, which I think is like the 10th of August, 1970. Did seeing the scene for itself, did that change your interpretation of things? Well, it made it more complicated, right? Because it's not like their replacement is instant. Uh, it does make a few more things make sense because I think there's a few people where the one drinks their blood, but she evidently didn't replace all of them. So it's it's more like drinking the blood makes the connection. And then at some point they can be drained and replaced. But it, it clearly doesn't happen all at once because otherwise John Jurek would not. I, I don't think John Jurek has been replaced for the second half of Minsky. I think... I think he is still himself for a bit longer, but but by the end of Minsky, he has been replaced. And yeah, like other crazy stuff that's implied, you know, like the one and the other one were Jesus and Mary. There's there's a few scenes that allude to this, and maybe Adam and Eve too, you know, and maybe they weren't. Well, I think they were literally supposed to be Jesus and Mary, and you know they did it because they wanted to tell this great story and they have the powers to do it right because they can be killed but as long as they're not burned it's just a minor inconvenience and they can come back again so if you wanted to be crucified and put in a tomb and then just like pop out three days later well the one could definitely do that i mean did you see any of those scenes did you did you pick up on any of that uh, yes well, but these are scenes where they talk about it rather than it's a scene depicting that, right? Yes. Yep. So I've, I've, I do know about Jesus and Mary, yes. Yeah. I mean, they try and make it to varying degrees of obviousness. Because obviously, the one is dressed as Mary. And then there's a bit where she's talking about it and, you know, Ambrosio is saying it's blasphemous. And then she says, oh, it's more blasphemous than you know. And then she, she lifts up the veil and then she's wearing, you know, like a crown of thorns kind of implying that actually she was Jesus. Because, you know, it's not like the bodies they inhabit have to be any particular gender. Okay, so just to wrap this up then and talk about the ending. 
So we talked a lot about the one. There's also this other character, the other one, who's a similarly slightly weird, androgynous, blonde-haired man. And the other one, you know, the first scene I saw him in, he was inhabiting the actor that was playing a demon in Ambrosio. And then later on, he is inhabiting Carl Goodman in Minsky. And then the one, the one shoots him, shoots Carl Goodman, and says that she had him burned, like presumably cremated, you know, because the other one's trying to make her choose between, between the humans and, and them. But because the moment of Carl Goodman's death was captured on film, even though his body was burned, later on, Amy Archer, she watches that clip and the other one is able to possess her from the act of watching the moment of his death. It's kind of like burning the body has like released the soul of the other one and then seeing the moment of death lets it like reattach. And, and somehow it's made the other one, yeah, like be renewed in some way. And the one is falling apart from trying to drive two bodies at once, you know, from trying to be both Marissa and John. Are you think that's the reason, not because it's been, it's because she's been in Marissa's body for too long? Yeah, I think it's the act of trying to drive two people. Okay. Because also she doesn't have to be in Marissa's body. Like she could have, she could have just carried on being John or swapped into someone else's body. I mean, they've been doing it for apparently thousands of years, right? But this is the first time she's tried to be two people simultaneously because, you know, she, she cares about art. She's trying to make this, this magnum opus, which is turning out a bit crap because <laughs> she's, trying to, she's trying to be so many characters in it. And yeah, eventually, you know, it, it's mentioned in the about uh, section of the game that John Jurek dies. And we also have a clip of, like Marissa appearing to have like a brain hemorrhage or something. So in the non-supernatural interpretation of events, you know, that's why Two of Everything wasn't finished and wasn't released because they died. But again, score a point for the Psychic Vampires version because the final clip is Amy Archer burning Marissa Marcel. And then because she's been burned and we've watched her being burned, we've watched the moment of her death. Well, now the one is in us. Like we've been, we've been infected by the one. Going to live forever. Well, no, now we're dead. <laughs> the one's going to live forever. We're effed. Right? It's not a bad way to go. It's just puppeting up. What do you mean it's not a bad way to go? <laughs> We want an exit. We want you on an exit. It's it's not what I would have wished for. Oh yeah, true. So these last two twists were really powerful. The 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 scene where Amy Archer's watching the movie of Carl Goodman getting killed, and then this one where we're watching Marissa get burnt. Yeah. But I would have said this was score one for the This is all a metaphor for art. Oh, really? Yeah. 
But then, okay, I mean, Amy Archer's going to be in trouble for like literally just burning someone alive. You know, <laughs> call the police. As in, I feel like that's the story it's telling. We're trying to immortalize ourselves through the screen. We're not well through a medium. I mean, I guess it's both. Yeah. And I guess even in the physical interpretation, all of the figurative points are true as well. the summary yeah please let's summarize so i did quite enjoy it but i think her story was was a better game you know i mean this was much weirder than i was expecting i mean i enjoyed watching the films i enjoyed like the detective kind of game of piecing together well piecing together the plots of the films and also piecing together the the sub story of you know, what's going on with the one and the other one. But it's somehow, it's just messy. You know, her story was like a much more focused, a much more focused game. You had a bit more control. And I don't know, once you start invoking supernatural stuff where you don't really define the rules, it's kind of anything goes, you know? Yeah, yeah. Hosari was clever in its simplicity. In its simplicity. I mean, this one is clever too. It's just too complicated. There's too much to keep. There's too much going on. It's not quite satisfying. I mean, the the production values were good though. Like the, and I really do think the acting was good. Like I, I really liked the performances by, yeah, like Marissa and the one, for example, particularly. And. Yeah, it's surprising. It's it's kind of like a horror game, right? It's in a it's a sort of strange mental liminal space and it's like it's like body horror except instead of, you know, like you being a zombie or your body's mutating, like your mind is mutating, like your your soul is being taken instead of your physical self. Though your physical self is taken too. I think that's really well said. I wish they put that on the warning. I wonder what it says in the on the ESRB. <laughs> like warning contains soul poison. I was I was I was I was watching this film, these clips, expecting jump scares eventually. Ultimately. But you never right. They never happen really. Yeah, there's nothing there's never anything too jump scary. It's just it's more just like unsettling. Yep. And I actually like the fact that there is an alternate interpretation. I mean, it is just like her story where I latched onto one way of looking at it and thus could only see it that way. And then watching that YouTube video where they had a completely non-supernatural interpretation, 
I was just like, huh, <laughs> I, I hadn't seen that at all. I didn't, you know, and I, I do think that's quite, this is quite clever, right? I mean, I feel like it must be deliberate because her story was kind of the same way. And, you know, it's like that rabbit duck optical illusion, except for a narrative instead. Although this time we both agreed. Yeah, we can agree. Yeah, because we, we did not agree for her story. You were like, how can you think that? Are you an idiot? And I was just like, maybe in hindsight, <laughs> now you've pointed it out. It's interesting because you've got, you know, traditionally you've got like the, the narrative, the story on one side, and then you've got the gameplay and mechanics on the other side. This time around, I think it's the other way around where the gameplay supports the narrative and the mechanics support it. It is all mixed up. Yeah. Whereas before, normally, no, it's like Mario where the story supports the game. The for story me, supports the game? No. Yeah, but it does. It's not. It's secondary. Okay. Right. Okay. That's how I view most games. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. It's true because you often play games where you don't really care about the story. You ignore it. And you don't really care about the sound or the music or any. You, you're just in it for the gameplay. Yeah. And here the gameplay is clicking on objects so if you ignored the audio and the story there's nothing there's literally nothing left but i think i want to highlight how good i mean it's really clever it's the story's really clever i think it's remarkable that they keep managing to make these like narrative optical illusions it is very clever I, you know, actually, I wonder how it's done on a technical level too. It must be a real nightmare. Like, did I suppose there probably are just libraries for object tracking, and they can just say like track this face and map it to this, and the scrubbing. You know, they must just have some. Well, it's like video editing software. You know, it can handle that quite nicely. But yeah, you know, it all works. It all works really well. But. It, it honestly felt really long and very unsatisfying at times. Like, I feel like it's extremely disrespectful of your time. The, you know, the fact that you cut into a video and you don't know if it's a new video and you don't know where in the video it is because there's no, like, timeline view to skip around, you know, like, and you're just cutting and cutting and cutting and you're getting the same videos over and over and over again. It's just... It's just rude. Who's got the time for this? You know, like, because you know, you've mentioned before, like, you don't want to, you don't like games that are like unsatisfying, right? Where you, you play it and there's like, you made no progress. Yeah. Yep. And it's, it's very easy in this game to, to play it for hours and make no progress. But you, the game is not long though. I mean, you've finished it in 13 hours. How... Could you really play it for hours and make no progress? Well, that's the, that's well, this is why I stopped playing it, right? This is why I stopped when I did. And then obviously I picked up again for a, for another couple of hours because I was trying to trying to refresh my memory. But yeah, as you've unlocked more and more clips, you know, like when you're starting out, it's fine because you match cut and you're almost certainly going to get a new clip. You know, like if you if you stick your hand randomly into the bag and pull out a clip, it's going to be one you haven't seen. But once you've unlocked like 90% of the clips or 95% of the clips or 99% of the clips, like hitting upon that one last clip you haven't got, what are the chances of that? You know, I don't know if they put their thumb on the scales. 
or if there are other ways to unlock these clips, like maybe they are secretly pulled together, right? But I just feel like I'm bouncing between the same clips over and over again. And I'm, it's very hard for me to unlock a new one. Like I did unlock a new one every now and then. And I was like, oh, I haven't seen this one before, but it took, it's taking so long. This is the moment when you, you do the edit, you check the Steam achievements, you see 99% of the population have unlocked all the clips. Yeah, there's some secret thing I just didn't know about. It's going to turn out. <laughs> you win the 1%. You win the 1%, Mike. Oh, but in I'm the 1% wrong way. to Mike. I'm 1% to Mike again for the, all the wrong reasons. <laughs> I don't know. I, I enjoyed it, but I think I've seen enough. Oh, 100%. I think that's more of a, a taste thing for me, though, rather than a, it's a bad game. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's not a bad game. It, in no way is it a bad game. Yeah. And it's certainly interesting. How many other games exist in this genre of movie archive with f***ed up UX? You know? <laughs> I like how you focus on the f***ed up UX. But I think that's the key thing that makes the game, right? If you could just browse the clips, it wouldn't be a game. <laughs> You've created a new. You've named a new genre there. Yeah, exactly. What other what other things can we do? It's just. You know what? This is a genre. This is like what is getting over it. Getting over it is like a physics platformer with fucked up UX. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Maybe you could create a game about restoring a file system. Restoring a file system. It secretly secretly actually links you up with someone who's trying to fix their hard drive right <laughs> this is how this is how we make money shall we close i don't know how to close can we close like that <laughs> yeah we can close like that i don't think that i don't think there's much more to say are, are we going to play telling lies we're not committing to anything anyway these days right we're not committing to anything yeah no, at least we'll not publicly we're not committing to anything publicly okay okay Next book club game, whenever we feel like it. Yes. <laughs> we were Lost Levels Club. We still are Lost Levels Club. Please rate and subscribe to us on your podcast platform. Please, please, please. You can find us on email. Mike.and.ting at lostlevels.club. On Twitter. At Lost Levels Club. Anywhere else? Reddit, r slash Lost Levels Club. Oh, so Michael, what are you grateful for today? Oh. <laughs> I am grateful that I got paid. I got my first paycheck. I got my first paycheck for ages. So... So I'm not just burning through my savings anymore. So Michael says bye. Bye bye.